Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and we're coming to you from All Seasons Tabletop Studio. Today's episode is going to be Global Last Day Trials. And without any further delay, let's welcome in our host, Mike. Hey, Ben. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. Fantastic. Excellent. And this is probably a a long-awaited episode, and I am really excited about getting into this. And it's it's almost as if, you know, there there are times when you get exhausted of, well, how much more can we cover than what we've been covering? But as we've mentioned before, we have just so much information coming in, coming in, and, you know, you Mm -hmm. hear it and you go, wow, that was well said. Wow, that's more good truth boy they really tumbled over some rocks there and right. you know and and i'm speaking of as has to do with the facts from uh, scientists and experts and things about the virus and the pandemic or the mm-hmm. pandemic and the the uh, not I, I keep wanting to say vaccine but we know it's not right. but the the jab and and that sort of thing but I think what a lot of people, at least in my circles, want to know is, uh, and and you're hearing this sort of uh, uh, getting some rise of you've you've even heard is this the mark of the beast is is this right. is is this a harbinger of what is yet to come? Mm-hmm. And many think it is, and and to some extent, I I think it is too. I will say this up front. I do not think that the jab's the mark of the beast. Right. But right. more importantly, there are some distinct parallels, and that's what we're going to get into. And we're going to specifically pull some of this from a gentleman named Michael McCaffrey with the Judgment Hour. Great information. He has got some really serious, and I say when I say serious, you know, you go, "Whoa, boy, that was really serious." I mean, it's you know, not as it's joking, but some well put together videos, and 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 I'm I'm thinking on the first couple that I saw was, "Wow, how much money did they sink into this, or how much time?" It was so well done. Okay, but specifically today, mm-hmm. based on the title, yeah. You could sort of call it practice makes perfect, or you know you t- you take you take a practice test before the real test so that you're right. ready. Right. And Ben, I believe that what we have been seeing with the global masking and and uh, shots and isolation, isolation yeah. and uh, you know the not just the shots but the sh- you know the the uh uh the shot passports if you will right yeah all of it i think is a way of basically saying if you're on the other side if you're on the evil side let's see what we can sort of get away with let's see what we could get them to do yeah um so don't want to get into all of the science and any of that, uh, you know, again, particularly in this episode. So where Michael is going to be picking up here in this particular clip 
is just that, talking about what is happening and the stage being set right. for a a global decision to be made. And, and this is scripture-based. And we're going to be getting into uh, a couple of uh, a couple of stories, and we will be into the book of Daniel, maybe skimming into the book of Revelation. So, welcome, truth seekers and rock tumblers. We are going to turn over some serious rocks today, and this is this is a springboard as to uh, a lane that we're going down, which I, I believe is the most important information that we could be given. Right. Given and giving, maybe yes. giving, right, right, yeah, at at this time. So, anyway, uh, welcome everybody once again, and uh, we uh, we're going to go ahead and start this clip, and we we're still going to roll a little bit like we do, and if more importantly, right now, I think if you have any questions, because after this, I'm sure there's going to be questions, so. I, you will have a way to contact us if if you don't know by now, but uh, Ben will be giving you the email to where you can send your questions. So, uh, yeah. Ben, go ahead and let these uh, fine people know what they can do with questions and comments. Well, thank you, Mike, because um, I was actually going to jump in because I forgot to tell everybody, please uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Um, but like uh, Mike just said, we do have an email address for the podcast. It's been out for a little while, um, and it should be in the description there. Uh, but that is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. So once again, that's theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Jot down your questions or comments and, uh, and, and send them on. All right. Well, are we set to go here, Ben? We are. All right. And we're going to pick this up right in the middle, and uh, I've given you the context here. So, ready and go. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio posted on Twitter, If you want to participate in society fully, you've got to get vaccinated. With these sentiments, one can easily see when a global day of rest becomes the chosen solution to all the world's problems, such as climate change, everything will already be in place to enforce it, just as the Bible foretold, restricting all who do not obey it from being able to buy or sell. The planet is changing for the worse. Scientists, environmental activists, and the United Nations agree that existing climate protection measures are insufficient. This is why COVID-19 has propelled our society closer to the enforcement of the mark of the beast, because all the laws and policies being proposed and implemented as solutions to a global pandemic are the same laws and policies that enable the enforcement of the mark. Those that are already convinced that they and others should give up their individual rights and convictions to wear a face mask or get a vaccine will not find it a hard matter to surrender their religious convictions to receive the mark of the beast or ask others to do the same. The time is not far distant when the test will come to every soul. The mark of the beast will be urged upon us. Those who have step by step yielded to worldly demands and conformed to worldly customs will not find it a hard matter to yield to the powers that be rather than subject themselves to derision, insult, threatened imprisonment, and death. 
While we talk of the mark of the beast being a future test, we must not fail to see in mandatory vaccinations the exact same principles. Jesus said, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. So let's ask the question, who does the body of the believer belong to? Okay. Wow. I think that's a good question yeah. to pause with. So who does the body of the believer belong to? Well, if you're a believer, which by the question it <laughs> yes. states, um, the body belongs to Christ. Yes. Yes. And I will quote the scripture, I, because I, I'm, Michael's going to give it, but uh, I, I'm 100% with you. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Paul says mm-hmm. in, in, I believe, uh, Corinthians, that your body is not your own. It is the dwelling place for the Holy Spirit that was bought at a price, mm-hmm. meaning that when that payment was made, and it, that payment was made by Jesus Christ on the cross. Right, it exactly. purchased that our bodies, and he, you know, we even refer to our bodies as our 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 personal our our temple. Not that we can insert our ourselves into right. ourselves and have an own our own private worship service. No, we have a bodily temple that we're asked to take care of, and and we will be getting into some of this, and you know, with health living. And we've talked a little bit about this over the, the course of the, uh, the pandemic, about how to better take care of your body and so forth. Right. But when you realize that your body is not your own, and there are certain decisions that you're making, and this is important, we're not making these decisions based on a personal or a medical decision mm-hmm. or matter, because this isn't a personal or a medical matter. You might go, well, sure it is, Mike. Well, no. If your body belongs to Christ, this is a serious spiritual matter. Right. We are in a, in a relationship and ownership matter of who actually owns your body, and, and we are but caretakers, if you will, of this, of this right. body. Now, that changes a lot of things, but... Um, I, I like what Michael was saying prior that if you are ready to line up and and follow the masking, the lockdowns, the shots, ever how many? I don't know where we are now. I I, I know that there's been at least four. Some people I think are yeah, are, yeah. are coming up on five boosters. Did, really? Yeah. Well, I know yeah. that. I know it, there was at it, least the first two Israel that, that weren't called boosters, and then there was at least. One, if not two, more that I know of. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, they weren't called. Uh, yeah, the first I, I, two weren't called boosters, really. But yeah, well, I think that's where Israel is right now. On on, they've already had four. Okay, gotcha. so so if they get another one, I mean, anytime a variant comes around, it's it's time for another booster. Right. But if 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 you are conditioned, if you will, already, yeah. and he mentioned. Uh, briefly, and I don't want to get into this because we're we're, we're sort of going to be going back and forth with with some of uh, of uh, of this thought. But you heard him say, mention a day of rest, mm-hmm. and there's already talk about global warming or climate change 
yeah, bringing yeah. on a day of rest. And this is all biblical because right. it's, it's it's speaking of not being able to buy and sell in a, in a national institute, not a national, but a but a international, worldwide buying and selling, and and this right. is all scriptural. So what what he's saying is. This is coming. I mean, it's 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 rising, it's rising, it's rising. And as and as we were talking about before, things you know, things w- were initiated, and they they appear to be getting a little bit more serious, a little bit more serious, a little bit more serious. A la lockdown, flatten the curve. Uh, not, then came the masking, the you know, mm-hmm. the, the social distancing. Uh, certain things were shut down, churches and. Uh, yeah. uh, other other organizations, and then here we come with a boom. Now we have to get this shot. Yeah, uh, and there is no way in the world that we should be required or forced to be able to do this when we are acknowledging as Christians that our body belongs to God. Right. Yeah. Because it was, you know. We 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 sh- the fact that he created us should be enough, but more importantly, because as Paul said, it was bought at a at a price. Yeah. So uh, that's that's where we're going down this this road here a little bit. So, and, and to me, it makes perfect sense. Once you start, your mindset starts drifting into one place. And maybe you're doing something that you're you're compromising on, and then the next time you compromise again, and then maybe you're asked to compromise just a little bit more. It's kind of right. like the kind of like the frog in the, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the pot of uh, boiling water, right? Turning up, turning, and then when it, before you know it, you're so far down the road that it's, it's going to be easy, you know, to to compromise. Yeah, you compromise your principles. And yeah. sadly, in the Christian walk just itself, we all get caught up in doing that type of thing over your Christian walk at some point, sometimes, where you're like, you know, you kind of start compromising here a little bit, here a little bit, and then before you know it, well, that's become your habit, yes. you know, and then mm-hmm. you've got to redirect yourself and get back out of that. So, I mean, just in the nature of the Christian walk, we kind of deal with that. Yes. But, um Yeah. And that can, and you know, already my mind's going in in a direction that that would sort of validate that. But let's let's get back here uh, to where um, Michael is, and right. uh, I believe he's, you know, he asked a question. Okay. As far as Christians, all right. Who does your body belong to? That's so right. let's let's let him answer. The Bible says, "What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you?" which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. According- okay, real quick, uh, I don't think he's going to mention it, but that was 1 Corinthians 6, okay. ni- 19 and 20. Got 1 it. Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. According to this verse, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Consequently, ye are not your own, because you have been bought with a price. Therefore, your body is God's. Now, if an employer, a company, or a governor, or even the law of the country comes along and demands of you your body, which belongs to God, what are you to do? Do you see that this is the exact same test as the mark of the beast? The principles are all the same. 
Will you obey God or man? Will you render unto Caesar that which is God's? If asked to render to Caesar that which is God's, we are told we ought to obey God rather than men. The question over the vaccine mandates is akin to a pop quiz, a small trial to see if you are ready before the big test. If we were not prepared to render unto God jurisdiction of our bodies which are His now, I pray we may seriously consider these things diligently, that we may in a health crisis be like Daniel, who purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. The policies and laws being proposed and implemented during the pandemic are fueled by fear. And when people are fearful for their lives, reason, prudence, and critical thinking are quickly sacrificed on the altar of self-preservation. Until I get the shot, I'm staying in this room. Until I get the second shot, because you got to get two shots, I'm staying in this room. I have to trust that if, if Dr. Fauci says it's good, I'm taking it, you know. Okay, so there was a gentleman at the very yeah. end there speaking at total fear. He's yeah. going to get the shot, and until he, he's got to get two, he's, he, he's going to stay in his room. Mm-hmm. And, I'm going to stay right here. And I was going to just point out one thing, um, based on what he was, um, Michael was saying in the video. Um, the spirit of fear is not from God. 100%. So, yes. Um, just going by that, if you're, <laughs> if, somebody is pushing fear that by definition in the Bible cannot be from God. So it, it, I just wanted to throw that out. Ex- exactly. So we've got a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of fear being pushed. Yes. And, yep. and I don't know which of the, 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 there's other emotions being brought into all of this but not only not only fear but there's i don't know would would you say misinformation being pushed as well to you know uh well yeah but i mean the mainstream media is saying that what technically the types of things that we shared to other people's like us is misinformation so to use the same term back and forth is uh a little misleading, but yes, yeah. I agree that there's plenty of misinformation out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, and and let's try to keep it to facts. So anything that's not truth is misinformation. Yeah, let's well, just misinformation. Put it that way. Well, let's just call it yes. a lie. Let's just call it for what it is. Fair enough. Yes, you know, I agree because we absolutely. we we have we have two powers that that are really you know going on here. We have a you know the the, the proverbial great controversy, and it is literal. We we do right. have a great controversy going on between good and evil. Mm-hmm. So, you just mentioned fear. Right. That does not come from God. Who does it come from? It comes from Satan or Lucifer. From, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, right. so, so that side comes to the devil. So, who is who is the father of lies? The devil. The devil. Right. So we've got fear and we've got lies going on. <laughs> yeah. And, right. And the misinformation yeah. for me, I think, may more define confusion. Because I think that's another thing. We we don't serve right. a God of confusion. We sor- serve an o- orderly God. Absolutely. So through the confusion, you know, to get you to doubt well, what is true, what isn't true, you know. And for such a long time, you know, and we've talked about this, is that, you know, there was a lot of trust that went into even what you could turn on your television and, and, and pick up news reports. You 
thought, well, yeah, this was actually true. And, yeah, you know, right. factual and, and, and so forth and so on. And even in the medical field and, you know, my goodness, and God forbid that something was, would happen as in a, 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 a an epidemic or a, or a, a pandemic and yeah. the information and the, and the individuals were not, would not be forthcoming as to not only what it is, how best to be treated. Right. Uh, so... You know, you almost see this this distinct divide going on, and 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 just the labels that we can give it. Um, but let's not overlook uh, what he spoke of uh, about chapter one of Daniel and okay. and his friends. Yeah. Now, what we can do is uh, we can we can read just a few of these verses to and just to sort of uh, bring everybody up to speed here. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, that Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came and uh, to Jerusalem and he besieged it. He took it over. Okay? Yeah. So in that process, you had three or four, let's say four young men. We, we, we had Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Right who were really some very special young men. So they were brought in and held and, and taken in to, into captivity. captivity. And Nebuchadnezzar saw something in these young people because he would handpick some of these individuals. Right. And he was like, yeah. I want these guys to be wise, but I want to take them. They're young. They're good-looking. They appear to be smart. I'm going to take them in. And I'm going to groom them to be my wise men, part of my right. my exactly. wise men staff, if you will. You know, they're going to be my right hand guys. Mm-hmm. So from the very beginning, um, they were kind of, kind of uh, not. Well, I guess they, you could you could say they were they were judged. I want to I want to go up here to verse four. Because they were judged by the king, it says these these young men in whom there were no blemish, but good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans, and the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, right. and three years of training for them so that at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. So, you know, they, yeah. they, these guys qualified. He's going to specially feed them and, and, and you know, mm-hmm. everything that they, to make them the best of the best. Well, not so fast. Because in, 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 in verse uh, 7, Daniel and these young men thought, wait a minute, the food that they're asking us to eat, mm-hmm. We don't eat that kind of food because, not just because it's against our religion, because we know it's not the best food for you. Right. And if and if he wants us to eat the best food, we need to do something. So now here's a decision. Now here's a very difficult situ- uh, situation that they find themselves in, and we can take this right on back to the decisions in the pop quiz, as Michael said, uh-huh. this is one of the this is one of the pop quizzes. The, the, oh, the yeah. big deal hasn't come yet. This is only 
This is only food. Let's see what we can do here. Now, we can pacify the king. We can go ahead and eat the food. But think about this for a second. If you make the wrong move around a king, he, these guys were ruthless back then. I mean ruthless. You have to be extremely careful. So these young men sought out the chief of the eunuchs, and they came to him, and I'm going to pick this up in, in verse 8 in chapter 1. It says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. This is extremely important because right. he he purposed in his heart, it said. This was, I mean, when he made his mind up that there is no, no way, we, I don't, that's defiling myself. I can't do that. So what do we do? <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. So so just to just to clarify, the chief of the eunuch was essentially the head of the uh, the head of the food, or well, or was he even further up than that? I think he was further up than that. Okay. Not just the food, but he was yeah. sort of the head of of training these of young the men. Program, yes, so oh, okay, yeah, exactly. Right. They, okay. The, I just want to kind of... He could have been like the, the head of the personal trainers. You know? <laughs> right, okay. I just wanted to clarify that for people that may or may not know. That's true. Uh, so, yeah. So he, he because they knew they couldn't get to the king. Yes, like, right. That's, this is their ticket to the king. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going to happen, but this is their request. So, so the chief eunuch said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For, for why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are, who are your who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So basically, he says, "Look, yeah. if, if if I give you this other food, and you look he knows worse, he's, or, he's thinking yeah. that's the best food. The, the, even the eunuch's a little kind of out of step, right? But he's the, he gives us a little insight about what's going on with the with with the king here." If the king sees this and yeah. he's, he's requested this, he says, what? Then you, Daniel, would endanger my head before the king. Basically, you say, look, he'll cut my head off. He'll, he'll decapitate me yeah. uh, if this happens. Well, as we, as we go on through here, the, the, so Daniel said to the steward, who, the, who was the chief of the units, had said over Daniel, you know, Hananiah, Michelle, uh, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenance be examined before you and the countenances, countenances of the other young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. So basically he says, let us eat yeah. our food, which he just said, which just- are... Try us in this for yeah. a couple days. Ten, if, if, ten days. This if is important. you think it's going downhill. Yeah. 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 So, so they did that, and we'll, we'll wrap this segment up before we have to close out of, uh, of this one portion. So we'll jump down here. So, that, so, so you get the idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. So th- that request was agreed to, which is astounding. Right. Anyway. By, by the guy that was well, a little and, bit lower, like the immediate supervisor, so to speak. Yeah, well, he the, kinda, so he kind of secretly 
uh, did it for 10 days. Well, well, sort of ish. Well, <laughs> sort of. We, we think the King knew because he, there's no way that he would double back on it. You know, I believe the King knew. Well, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe they went to the King and said, Hey, yeah, they're asking and, for 10 days. Yeah. Can and, we try that? And, 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 you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we can just go back. It says that then, you know, it says, so he can consented with them in this matter and tested them 10 days. So if, if he did not somehow check with the, with the King, this guy's even kind yeah. of going out on a limb. Oh, absolutely. Which would tell you how convincing that Daniel and these guys were. Yeah. So now, because maybe maybe the king didn't know, and he was just like, "Well, okay, guys, I'll I'll slip it, you this food for ten days, yeah. but I'll, after but, that, I I can't yeah, do anything. I'll else. deny so, it and go away. Yeah, but, you know, I'm I gonna, gave, yeah, I'm out of that one. Right. But if but my thought is, and I think you're getting there. No, never mind. I'll let you finish because I think you're almost <laughs> to what I was about to say. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, so now here we go. Uh. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all the visions and dreams. So those are the gifts these guys had. Now, at the end of the 10 days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all... And among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the, all the other magicians and astrologers who were in all of his realm. Thus, Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus." Yeah, I'm so, almost thinking the king didn't know, and then at that specific time he called them in, yeah. and then at that time, wow, these guys, what have you been doing with these guys? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, that's almost what it sounds like. Yeah, to me, but I, I, you know, I don't know. But, that's but, my opinion. Well, yeah, but but the thing is, is is the story here is is Daniel and his oh yeah French stu- right. stood they up stood up for what yeah. was right and for what yeah. they believed, yeah, and for what they believed. Exactly. So that's that's just a small piece of it. Yeah. So all right. Well, uh, time to wrap up on this, and we're going to pick this, uh, uh, the rest of this story and this, this whole analogy, uh, which is just super exciting, uh, on the next one. So All let's right. bow our heads as we close out, Ben. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this time that you've allowed us to have. We thank you for those that continue to stand up. We ask for special blessings on the Judgment Hour and Michael McCaffrey for bringing us this. And, and, not just him, there's so many others, and you know that we've mentioned them uh, before. And as we continue through, may you give us discernment to know what is coming. We do not want to fail even the practice test or the pop quiz, dear Father. So as we continue to search and continue to turn over rocks, we pray that your spirit be with us guide and direct us. You be our light and our path. And as we close this episode out here, as always, Lord, we ask that every intent of thought be pure. 
We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.